the wickedest man in the world has permeated the culture more than people realize as we look at just how far his satanic tentacles have reached into music, movies, and media. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at really a historical background on none other than the wickedest man in the world, Aleister Crowley. And so many people have so many questions regarding Aleister Crowley, and we're going to be talking about that not only on this show, and I hope that this will be somewhat of a precursor for the new film that we do have coming out that we are going to show the trailer in later in this episode, because we believe that this is so important for people to really understand just how permeated so much of modern culture has become with, we believe, Gnostic ideology that ultimately comes from Satan. And so, as we look at this episode detailing different artists, different movie makers, different comic book writers, and so forth, just to see just how much Ephesians 2.2 has proven to be true in our culture, because the Bible is really clear that the prince of the power of the air, that Satan works through the sons of disobedience. In 1 John We are told that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, we see so clearly that Satan has blinded the eyes of the unbeliever that they may not behold the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. So what we want to do is help to take those lenses off by way of Scripture, by way of exposing these wicked deeds, these wicked ideologies, these wicked philosophies, and these wicked teachings that so many people have just allowed for their house to have them when they turn on their TV, to have them when they look at their phones, and when they put their AirPods on or whatever means they're listening to music. And so many of the children today, so many of the parents today, and for quite a while, so many in media have been pushing the do-what-thou-wilt philosophy of none other than Satan Lester Crowley And what we need to recognize is that this isn't simply a physical wrestling match going on with different Satanists and evil people, but that there is a spiritual reality when it comes to all of these things. And that's why we recognize that the Prince of the Power of the Air is working through these sons of disobedience. Because when we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that we believers are the temple of God, but those who are not believers, those who are unbelievers— are the temple of idols, or as Paul could also use that, demons. And so we look at that, we see it so clearly so that we can recognize the evil among us and say that is wicked and point people to the light of Jesus Christ. The whole point of exposing wickedness, the reason why Ephesians 5.11, the reason why we name this show 5.11 News is to expose this wickedness so we can get to verse 13 of that text, to get Christ to arise and shine in people's hearts in verse 14 because it's been exposed to them. And we get to say, hey, it's not just let's get mad and angry at the wicked that's going on, but to point people back to Jesus Christ himself so that Christ will arise and shine in their hearts. And so when we look at this and see how permeated it is, we don't want to just simply say, oh, this is something that happened before. But as we take this tour in just how much the Satanist Aleister Crowley 
has permeated the culture, just how much he has influenced so much of even modern thought, we need to see it, recognize it, mark it, avoid it, and also warn others that where these places, where they may be seeping into some of our own philosophy. And I say that because as a believer here in the United States, before I came to Christ, so much of the framework of the philosophy that I believed came from a naturalistic understanding. And for so many believers, that's the case even when they come to Christ, because everything is framed around them. Where do where does water come from? If you ask a child, it comes from, you know, turning on the faucet. It comes from the water company, right? Where do lights come from? Oh, it comes from turning on the light, not realizing where that energy comes from and not realizing the ultimate source of everything that we have in this universe and who it came from. And so we are so fashioned in these modern culture, this modern time that we're in, to simply allow secularism to permeate so much of how we view the external world. And guys, we can't do that anymore. As believers, when you say, no, we need everything to be under the authority of Christ and what God's word has said so clearly. So with all of that, I want to look through a few different things so you can get kind of a timeline of this Wickedest man, this man from uh, who had a house on Loch Ness, bought by none other than Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin through a Lester Crowley, and how even now today we have people whose favorite character is now made in the image of none other than Satanist, a Lester Crowley. So when we look at so much of the music today and the music of old, a lot of it influences each other. Obviously, there's no influence of modern going backwards. But so much of the modern influence has come from those who came before them. Guys like the Beatles that changed music all over the place. And then you have guys like John Lennon who literally said the entire Beatle philosophy was do what thou wilt. Then you have bands like The Doors who in their very album have a bust of a Lester Crowley that they take a picture with. You have none other than Led Zeppelin who, guess what, Jimmy Page, a follower of Lester Crowley, who on their own records had it on and emblazoned into the record, clearly saying, do what thou wilt, and so mote be it, which was for casting spells. And we see over and over again, and, and we've gone through this, and they sold their souls to rock and roll. That was the video that I came to Christ through. So I am very passionate to warn people about this, because I myself was into not, I listened to some Led Zeppelin, I wasn't a Beatles fan at all. I listened to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and some of the older bands that my dad was into before he came to Christ, but it was more the modern bands that I was into, the bands like Slipknot and Hatebreed and Killswitch Engage and Devil Driver. Some of these bands I got to see in concert, specifically right here in San Bernardino, but getting to see and recognize just how satanic some of it was. I mean, even with Slipknot, you have Songs like Heretic Anthem would say, if you're 555, I'm 666. You have songs like Wait and Bleed, where it talks about 3D blasphemy. And I'm like, well, what is 3D blasphemy? I had to look up what the words meant, even though I was memorizing all of these songs. And then I would go and see a band like Devil Driver, be in their mosh pit there in San Bernardino at the Glen Halen Pavilion. I believe it's called something else now. And they would sing songs specifically where they are crying out, do what thou wilt. You have Bruce Dickinson in his song, uh, Man of Sorrows, talking about do what thou wilt. You have Ozzy Osbourne singing the song, Mr. Crowley, 
And just as a point of fact, for anyone ever wondering why at Good Fight Ministries we don't say Crowley, but we call him Crowley, and that is because specifically, Aleister Crowley, which is how you're supposed to say it, asked to be called Crowley and not Crowley. The name is actually pronounced Crowley, and so I'm not going to do what Aleister Crowley asked me to do and call him Crowley. I'm going to call him Crowley. But nonetheless, when it comes to all of this, we see that all of these huge mega bands were influenced by this Satanist. Then in modern times, that stuff must go away, right? It's no big deal. There's no way that everyone else is following him, and they're like the Beatles saying our entire philosophy was do what thou wilt, the maxim of Satanist Lester Crowley, who liked to eat poop. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is, guys, this is ridiculous. It's not just that. It's when it comes to sex, we have an entire series. In fact, you can check it out. It's called Satan's Sex Scheme, where we go through how not only Lester Crowley, but how Alfred Kinsey used a Lester Crowley, actually went to, there's pictures that you can see of Alfred Kinsey with Palmeroy sitting there taking a picture with a Lester Crowley's picture right next to them and Kenneth Anger and so forth. And guess what? When you look at this, when you see this, seeing how our modern day sexual understanding when it comes to the laws that have come into place came into place through the research of Alfred Kinsey and how that was popularized not only by Alfred Kinsey and that getting it into the colleges, but then by men reading Playboy and picking up Playboy and Hugh Hefner popularizing Alfred Kinsey's research by way of the eyes and going after men's eyes so that they would lust after women and commit the sin of spiritual adultery there. But nonetheless, we see the permeation, we see the influence and recognize that this is a spiritual battle and Satan was using somebody who was willing to be used by him. And then when we look today in a more modern context, I want to go through just a few different more modern artists that you guys can see wearing the t-shirts of a Lester Crowley, even though Lester Crowley was an admitted pedophile, wearing his t-shirts, and then once again, influencing young people with the ideology, whether or not people know that it's ultimately from him. But the Jonas Brothers, in fact, you can see one of the Jonas Brothers here actually wearing a shirt with none other than a Lester Crowley on the front of it. You can also see Tyler, the Creator, wearing a shirt with none other than a Lester Crowley on it. You can also see Adam Lambert, who took over more recently for Freddie Mercury as the frontman of Queen, and once again, with a picture of a Lester Crowley on his shirt. And a lot of people don't realize, as I mentioned, Tyler, the creator, that a ton of artists within the rap and hip-hop community have 100% been pushing a Lester Crowley and Satanist ideology and teaching. In fact, even Nicki Minaj, one of the biggest artists uh, of our time more recently, has talked about her possession, being possessed by a demon named Roman, and even performed a concert where there was a failed exorcism where she talks about how she is possessed by this gay demon. And then you look at somebody like Tyler, the creator, whether or not in jest or otherwise, Tyler, the creator has sang songs that people have literally taken the lyrics and performed what they called a terrorist act. Jack Aaron Christensen, 21 years old, 
was accused of writing Kill People, Burn Blank, Blank School, Hail Satan, 666, and Praise the Devil, lyrics from the rapper's song Radicals on a white flip chart in a library at the University of South Alabama. So people are being influenced by this stuff. In fact, you can see Tyler, the creator, performing at concerts with 666 across his back. And none other, one of the biggest artists of our time when it comes to rap and hip-hop is none other than Jay-Z, the husband of Beyonce. And Jay-Z, you can see with his sweatshirt with right across his chest, do what thou wilt. Jay-Z, who sang the song Lucifer, that Lucifer had a righteous cause for sinning. Now, we hear this stuff and think, wow, that's satanic, but also recognize the Gnostic implementation into Satanism. People will have to look at this, and we're talking about somebody who, and there are arguments actually when it comes to even Freemasonry, when it comes to the G in the middle of the free of the Masonic uh, symbol, that some people say that means geometry, but most people point out the Gnosis there, the knowledge, the Gnostic understanding that they actually have in their inverted hermeneutic because they're truly worshiping the light bearer. They're worshiping Lucifer when it comes to the Masons. And guess, Aleister Crowley, guess what? He was, he actually called himself more than a 33rd degree Mason. And it's very interesting to see how much influence some of these people have. And when we look at Jay-Z and you hear those lyrics being sung, when you look at some of the movies that have gone out, and if you've never seen Hollywood's War on God, I really encourage you, because Joe goes into detail over and over again how the Gnostic influence over and over again, whether it's on the Da Vinci Code or Pleasantville or other movies, you can see so clearly this inverted hermeneutic where it turns Yahweh, our creator, into the bad guy. And it turns things like Sophia and eating of the apple and so forth into the growing of knowledge, this secret knowledge that we should all want to have. And this is exactly the falsely so-called knowledge that Paul mentioned to Timothy that Irenaeus, one of the early church fathers, wrote against when he talked about the Gnostics. And ultimately, whether Gnosticism, Satanism, Hinduism, Islam, or otherwise, Satan does not care if you worship a goat, if you worship a calf, if you worship him or anyone else, as long as you don't give the rightful worship that is due the name of Jesus Christ. And when he uses, as the prince of the power of the air will, those children of disobedience to further along his message, then others are taken down with him. And it's heartbreaking to see this, but we as believers need to be able to point it out and warn our children. Because if you have children like I do, I have four kids, and I have kids that are now playing football and wrestling and baseball and now soccer for my daughters. I mean, they're going out there and they're going to be meeting people and having conversations. And some of those friends that they meet through sports or school or work eventually, those people are going to be into some of these artists. They're going to be practicing the ideology of these artists. And those are the things that are going to be meditating on as their friends sit in the seat of scoffers. And it's heartbreaking, but this is the reality because as Paul wrote, that we would have to be taken out of the world, right, in 1 Corinthians, in order to get away from those who believe in pagan teaching. We'd have to leave the world to get away from people, and that's not what God wants. He wants to take an unholy person out of 
this unholy world, make them holy, put them back in the world, and keep them holy. And I, I think that's a Leonard Ravenhill quote as one of the greatest miracles, and I, and I find that to be very true. And so we see this and we say, wait a second, we need to be able to speak the truth about these things. We, we can't just remain ignorant. And when people bring these things up, oh, I don't know what that is, and not expect people to be enticed by it because Satan wouldn't do it unless it was actually able to entice others and pull them away. And Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 says, See to it, brethren, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God, that is carried away by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is typically deceitful, and it can come by way of a miniskirt. It can come by way of a good-looking guy. It can come by way of a good hook on a song, and it can come by way of a really good movie that people like watching with a bunch of talented actors. So we need to watch out for these things, mark them, and warn people and point people back to the reality of Christ and who Christ is. But nonetheless, there's another couple of artists I want to talk about before we switch over to talking about some of the more popular movies today and how Satanist Aleister Crowley has influenced them as well. And that is the artist known as Lil Uzi Vert. Now, I could tell you right now, if you say that thing a little too fast a couple of times, it's going to sound a lot like Lucifer. And there is a reason. In fact, you can see in music videos by Lil Uzi Vert where they sneak in the word Crowley behind them in their music videos, and little Uzi Vert is a ginormous fan of none other than Marilyn Manson, who, when little Uzi Vert posted a picture of himself with an upside-down cross, decided to put a caption or a comment on there stating, Lucifer Rising. And little Uzi Vert is unabashedly a huge fan of Mr. Marilyn Manson and his God-hating ways, and one of Lil Uzi Vert's competition, you would say, well, used to be his competition, was none other than Tentacion, who actually passed away a few years ago. And we did an article actually talking about him passing away, and I want to read from it uh, precisely because it summarizes some of the things that he was rapping about. And some of the, I mean, he was very, very popular even after beating uh, having some domestic abuse issues that he actually admitted in audio uh, form as well, talking about beating women. But nonetheless, this was some of this is what uh, the article says: a soft cry of "It will all be over soon" introduces the audience to XXX Tentacion's song "I Spoke to the Devil in Miami." He said everything would be fine, but less than forty-five miles from where Jose Dwayne Ricardo Onfroy twenty said the devil told him everything would be fine. He was murdered in cold blood, leaving a motorcycle dealership. Not all the details are clear as to whether or not this was a hit, but what is clear is that it it was a sad ending to the controversial rapper's life here on earth. The same devil that apparently told him that everything would be fine also told Eve that you shall not surely die. Whether Satan literally told him this or he was fooled into thinking he could live a life filled with debauchery and everything would be fine, He was tragically deceived. In the same song, XXX echoes more of the sentiments of the Genesis encounter with the devil when he says, quote, took a bite of your apple. Give me all you can offer. Now I'm trapped in a changing maze, setting my soul ablaze, couldn't control the pace. My Lord, I spoke to a Baphomet. He said he would save me if I gave you one thing you needed. 
What is this thing I pleaded? Boy, it's the key to evil. What you crave will be yours, but what I crave is already mine. It seems like he had already been convinced that Satan had had his soul in hand, sadly enough. And it's interesting because just as when it says in 1 Samuel chapter 15 that when it comes to disobedience, it's of the sin of witchcraft. And when we see that the disobedience that King Saul decided to have when God gave him clear commands, that he then turned himself over to seeking out things like this, seeking out encounters, like with the witch of Endor, where he wanted to conjure up the spirit of Samuel. And it actually says that he died. The first king of Israel died because of doing such a thing. And it's very, very interesting because we see that. And what takes place is the Holy Spirit leaves King Saul. And after that, he begins to be haunted by spirits. And it's interesting because when I see this young man talking in his songs, rapping in his song Schizophrenia, I want you to hear these lyrics because this is what he said. There's another mind deep in me. Don't know what's gotten into me. I've seen the other side plentifully till the end I'll till the end I'll fight. There's another mind deep in me. Don't know what's gotten into me. I've seen the other side plentifully till the end I'll till the end I'll fight and sadly at a very young age the end came very quickly. But rap and rock and hip hop and so forth, these aren't the only ways that Satan has permeated the culture that Satan has influenced the culture into producing so many things that say, do what thou wilt. So many things that tell you, just do your own thing, as long as you aren't harming anybody. And when we see that Satanist Lester Crowley has had this immense effect on people, many people don't realize, unless you've seen our part one of our series, Marvel and DC's War on God, that even Robert Downey Jr. said that he himself was like a Lester Crowley's little brother. You gotta check out this clip. Incredibly, Robert Downey Jr. described his obsession with seeking the role of Iron Man and how in his preparation for the audition for the part, he practiced ceremonial magic and conducted an occult ritual to get the part. Downey even references Satanist Aleister Crowley when speaking of the ritual he conducted. Robert Downey Jr. said that he was prepared to recite each line in various different ways. But it was only after what is described in the book, Perturabo, The Life of Aleister Crowley, that Robert Downey Jr. conducted a, quote, combination of ceremonial magic and compulsive rehearsal of every possible delivery of his lines that he got the part. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Downey went so far as to admit that his preparation for the audition of the role of Iron Man was, in his words, the most positively reinforced ritual he had ever performed, and it made him feel like Satanist Aleister Crowley's younger brother. Downey admitted, quote, it was madness, but also the most positively reinforced ritual I've ever performed. If Aleister Crowley, speaking of the Satanist, had a younger brother, it was that type of expletive. And it's pretty crazy when you actually hear him say those things, when you hear him talking about this witchcraft and the this what he's performing in order to get this role when his entire career was kind of out of balance because he was a drug addict. And it's a heartbreaking thing to think that he needed to turn to that rather than the Lord Jesus Christ, but nonetheless, that seems to be uh, par for the course. And when we look at some of the artists, some of the comic book writers, as you guys will be able to see when we come out with part three of our series, 
Guys, a lot of these, a lot of these writers, whether it's Alan Moore or otherwise, Steve Englehart, are open followers of Lester Crowley. And it's very interesting because well, the trailer that I'm about to show you is for our latest video that actually today, if you are watching this on Friday, August 26th, I know uh, Tony hates when I date our videos, but if you're watching this right now, if you become a Patreon, you can actually watch it tonight. And even if you're not one of our Patreons, you can actually check this out next week on September 2nd, where you can, it'll be available for everyone online. But if you become a Patreon right now, you can actually access it immediately. So you can check it out. And we're actually doing a showing tonight and a live show here right before the showing. So I want to end 5.11 News, rather than saying this has been Chad Davidson, I want to end it with the trailer. So you guys can check it out, and Lord willing, you guys can actually watch the entire video because it is without a doubt going to show that Doctor Strange has been made over the course of Marvel canon, has been made in the image of the wickedest man on earth, Satanist Aleister Crowley. I learned things, I would try to plow those back into the Doctor Strange book. These ideas start to seep out into the popular culture in a way that is unexpected. I've seen the missing rituals from the book of Cagliostro. There is no afterlife, and I can prove it to you. Aha, gain the power through the absorption of other beings. Did you know there's an entire chapter devoted to you in the dark hole? That's the Book of the Damned. There's nothing fictitious about black magic. It is basically the worship of the force of evil as embodied by Satan, Lucifer, the princes of darkness, and their leaders. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.